0: I'm Michelle Martin. Artificial intelligence is going to be part of decision making that determines credit risk, even how financial products are marketed to you. What safeguards are in place to ensure that AI does not perpetuate or exacerbate biases and that human factors of fairness are also factored into decisions driven by machine intelligence. You may be interested to hear the Monetary Authority of Singapore is working with banks and technology firms to develop measures to judge customers fairly when AI is used to assess credit risk. These steps are being taken to promote the responsible use of AI and data analytics. Joining me now is Dong Shou, Chief Operating Officer at Advance AI, who believes Singapore can take the lead in this regard. First up, welcome and good morning, Dong Show.
1: Hi, Michelle. Happy Monday and thanks for having me here.
0: Great to talk to you. I wonder if, since you're a player in the scene, can you give us an idea of how AI and facial recognition technology is currently being used by banks or financial services or payment and retail and e-commerce businesses for credit risk assessment?
1: Good question. Let me start with how AI is being deployed in financial services and banking industry for now. Essentially, AI is is not like magical. It's like mathematical models which can be changed to detect high-risk behaviors based on certain kind of data. For example, your repayment behavior, and are you always paying on time? What is the average monthly billing, number of credit cards that it holds, Mm -hmm. and loans you have? Other traditional data, such as age, your job information, income level, you know, the family size come into the play. The advantage of AI is that it can be changed to do this kind of vast amount of data and documents faster, cheaper, safer, and with more accuracy than human agents. In emerging markets like Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, even India, where we do a lot of business, up to 80% of people we dealt with, they don't have any bank accounts or history. But that doesn't mean they are not creditworthy. Many are small business owners or small like mama-papa shops, Mm -hmm. right? So here, AI can help financial services companies determine credit risk and profiles based on other kind of data, such as behavior, like how you use your smartphone, like how you shop online, um, you know, how you how much you uh, you pay for your data service from telco and even like what is the social graph data looks like, how many good friends you have, something like that. So in e commerce and retail specifically, AI and facial recognition can be changed to scan a merchant business registration license billion or banking statement, and if, even if like products are re- original or and, and high quality. So all these come together, help to determine the credit risk before they are allowed to sell on major e-commerce and platforms. So in summary, you know, uh, by adopting AI and applying AI into massive autonomous data, we can give credit uh, and the risk analysis to people that who, ha- who are not being verified by financial institution yet. That's uh, you know how we, how we see the AI and how we believe uh, the importance of the AI to the financial industry, especially okay. in the financial inclusion.
0: Yeah, so I hear your optimism there in terms of bringing more on board um, in terms of assessing credit worthiness. Why is there already uh, a push towards understanding fair governance and trying to come up with a framework for fair credit assessment?
1: Yep. So uh, this so-called uh, fit framework, uh, fair, ethical, accountable, and transparent. We firmly believe AI should be equal to everyone. It's not like used by, only by like, powerful people, powerful institu- institutions. So for example, can we explain what factors influence the credit score?
0: Hmm.
1: Is it easily exp- explainable and justifiable? Is it transparent to everyone involved? both internally as well as to customers, right? Is AI being biased due to certain factors? Who is accountable for this process? And all these questions we need to bear in mind when we design the algorithm. It's not like a black box, like no one else knows about what it happened, why it will happen like this, but should it be transparent to people? So at the end of the day, trust is the most important thing. So we need to demystify AI, Educate and help people understand how it works, and these are the steps in the first phase of a national initiative called Veritas from Singapore uh, Met to promote the responsible use of AI and data analytics among financial institutions to make uh, uh, to market financial products to people. And uh, a a white paper will be released by end of this year for all banks and financial institutions to study. And that could be a part of this, uh, you know, uh, to make sure AI is fair, um, you know, uh, to financial institutions, and to customers.
0: I wonder if you can help us understand. So these are goalposts. Veritas is going to pretty much, it's its a plan that, that's going to lay out the, the goalposts for financial institutions. But it seems like the landscape is constantly changing. For example, can you help us understand how consumer behaviour and even trends in banking, in what people expect from their banks and financial services has changed because of COVID-19?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, because of this COVID-19, people actually don't really want to go to a very crowded place to either do shopping or, you know, do this kind of bank transactions. So we found at least three trends that will happen after COVID-19. So one is the way that people deal with banks and other financial institutions. Less people will visit physical branches and many have started using digital banking for the first time. And many banks also reduce their number of physical stores because they want to reduce the physical touch. And this allows business to rethink how they're going to make this online operation, online business be more efficient with AI technology. We are helping Indonesia, for example. Mm-hmm. We are helping many banks To operate in a digital way, so that's that's the first trend that we see. The second trend is a decline of using cash. Um, Singapore, actually, I think it's much better than uh, other Southeast countries. Uh, For example, Indonesia still most of people they bring cash to 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 shop, you know, to purchase stuff. But I feel like the the because of this COVID-19, we found like uh, they have to use like a lot of like payment tools, e-wallets you know, AliPay to, to replace cash. So they can basically shop online, you know, pay stuff, transfer money online, you know, all these kind of things that we will see. in Singapore. for the same, right? More and more people will reduce the number of cash. But instead, like, they are using these online payment tools mm. to finish all these kind of uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, transactions. And lastly, we see these online shopping and delivery stuff Because like uh, people just don't want to spend too much time offline, you know, to, you know, to do all all the shopping stuff. So they just go online to go to Lazada, Shopee, you know, and try to use Grab for the food delivery. You know, all these kind of behaviors will be a new normal after COVID-19. That's something I firmly believe.
0: So specifically on the the topic of good governance, how is your company, Advance AI, working with banks to ensure good governance? And for the listener, Advance AI is a data-driven financial technology company, right?
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so let me give you some examples um, by working with some banks in Indonesia because Indonesia is still a big market. Um, So we offer... uh, bunch of services related with these AI and uh, specifically AI to financial industries. So we offer credit scoring, um, computer vision, and the risk management services. So for credit scoring, right? So as I said before, traditional methods like uh, traditional scorecards do not really apply to those people who don't really have any credit history. So we have to design some alternative data-based credit scoring models that's what I said, like telco history, social network, e-commerce, then behavior data, like all these. So that's something we call alternative data-based scoring. And uh, second is computer vision. So uh, by computer vision, I mean like technology like OCR to recognize the words on your ID card using AI and uh, facial recognition to compare the faces between between your selfie and the face on the ID card, mm. and the live needs detection to, to make sure uh, the the people uh, behind the camera is a live person, not like a robot, right? All these we call this computer vision. So by using computer vision technology, uh, banks, e-commerce, they can onboard customers online and do this kind of ID ver- ID verification. They don't need to have people like face to face to do this kind of verification, So it's very easy to, you know, to onboard new customers, especially after COVID-19. So the third uh, business line that we are doing is called data on risk management. Mm-hmm. So with the crash scoring, with the computer vision technologies, banks do need to have a kind of decision engine to make sure if they want to onboard or reject this new customer for bank accounting, bank accounting. Account opening or like, uh, you know, lending kind of business. So we offer like a smart decision engine. We offer this, uh, you know, uh, collection, you know, all this. And even like lending system for our, our customers. So Basically, they adopt this end-to-end solution. They'll just adopt it and try to start online lending with our solutions. Uh, that's how we, uh, you know, offer, uh, uh, offer to our customers.
0: All right, that's a lot you're offering. He's Dong Shou, Chief Operating Officer at Advance.ai. They're backed by Tomasic subsidiary Pavilion Capital for the listener. So we started by talking about MAS and how it's working with banks and it's working with tech firms to create a framework uh when it comes to assessing credit risk and how AI is used in that regard. You just shared with us how much you're offering um developing markets um consumers as well. I want to ask, what needs to happen, do you think, so that the drive towards good governance on the one hand does not hamper innovation of companies like yours?
1: Uh, okay, good, good question. Actually, uh, you, you probably know, like, once AI uh, did, you know, apply a virtual banking license in Singapore, we are actually one of the top, uh, in the top batch. Uh, we are actually waiting for the results on September this year. Mm-hmm. So the reason that we want to apply this virtual bank license is we believe uh, Singapore is a great market to to be more creative on scoring for SMEs. So that's why we apply this whole banking wholesale banking license. We believe, like using risk, our risk management uh, capabilities, credit scoring capabilities, AI capabilities, we do can help to renovate the way that we do for. Uh, lending to our SME customers, uh, like a lot of Mama Papa shops here uh, in Singapore. So I, especially in you know, after COVID-19, I think um, a lot of SMEs they are hungry for, for the lending effort uh, for the capital to operate their business. But banks, you know, they also need someone to help them to to basically to do like uh, as a bridge, you know, to bridge these uh, small uh, medium uh, like uh, stores and uh, you know the banks. They want someone to help them to do this kind of uh, uh, risk analysis and cross-scoring, uh, uh, you know, things. So that's the first thing uh, that we can help with. And uh, regarding your question, I do feel like uh, uh, Mass uh, of Singapore is actually doing a lot of uh, initiatives to, uh, to make this happen, make this whole thing happen. So, for example, they have a program called the Veritas, and, uh, are you part
0: of Veritas, by the way? I know it's not, a consortium.
1: Not, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yet. 17 members. We are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, not yet. Uh, I know Element uh, AI is one AI, is the only AI company who is partnering with UB for uh, for those kind of service. But we are actively talking to Mass to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And we hope as a Singapore company, a Singapore AI company, we should be in the list. And we are eager to, you know, to be very um, actively involved in activities held by uh, MS, you know, and um, try to be part of it, and try to contribute our knowledge, our expertise in, in Singapore, try to help Singapore financial, you know, you call it like innovation.
0: Yes, you bring with you a lot of experience there. I understand you worked as a senior en- engineer at Amazon it, over in Seattle. Yep before taking on this role why are you so confident and optimistic that singapore can take a lead when it comes to ai frameworks for credit risk
1: okay uh yeah that's why i'm here i'm based in singapore originally i'm from china but i moved to singapore there are a couple reasons i feel like singapore is a hub uh, especially in southeast asia right and as a hub you know you can attract a lot, a lot of talent a lot of capital That's why we have, uh, uh, you know, startups like like Advanced AI and many others here in Singapore at their headquarters. So that's one reason. The second reason is I do believe the government is very, uh, you know, is very clear that AI will be the next big thing that to boost, you know, the economy here, right? right? And that's why the government actually put a lot of effort in supporting the startups, especially AI startups, especially fintech startups, and even in education, a lot of high school students, they start learning AI. Uh, elementary school, you know, they start teaching, you know, start putting a lot of courses about AI. So all these, you know, make Singapore to be the very uh, good place, you know, around AI innovation. That's the second reason. The third reason is um, Singapore is very close to all these countries, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam, like, like within two hours of Mhm. Right. so all these countries they are all talking about financial inclusion, you know, they want to basically using AI to to have people, more people to be more accessible to financial services. And actually they don't have a lot of talents to be honest. And that's why Singapore with the importance of its uh, it being a hub, they can offer technologies, they can offer talents, you know, products to serve this market. So for these three reasons, we believe Singapore is definitely the best place in this region to, you know, to apply AI, you know, to, you know, to renovate a lot of industries, traditional industries, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like retail, like even like logistics, right? Actually, you know, all these industries can, uh, can be improved by using AI. I do feel a, great, a lot of confidence in that.
0: Certainly can hear your passion for the topic. Thank you for joining us, sharing your insights and great getting to know you. Thank you. Thank you, Michela. Thank you. Dong show is Chief Operating Officer at Advance.ai. They're backed by Tomasic's subsidiary Pavilion Capital, sharing the future of AI frameworks and credit risks as he sees it. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg